welcome to Man's Not What, Season 1, Episode 32. My name is Holly and I live in a pop culture black hole, but luckily for me, I've got a really nice friend. His name's John Bass. Say hi, John. Hi, mate. And each week he educates me on the latest references from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the label on your bath salts. Mmm, bath bombs. Do you like them? I do like bath bombs. Bath bombs became really tacky, didn't they? Right. I've always <laughs> liked them. I used to work for Lush, but my best friend and your girlfriend's got something against bath bombs. I haven't got anything yet. I'm, uh, as you know, a keen bath enthusiast. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a keen bather. Yeah, well, I am. Both of those things. Yeah. Um, bath bombs, I've never used one. Oh, okay. I just saw a lot of memes of people using bath bombs, and then about two weeks later, a lot of people going, is this the epitome of basic bitch? And then oh, people using bath okay. bombs. So that's why I'm mugging it off, because I just thought it would be funny. On a side note, but related, mm. can I just tell you, I've not told you this yet. Here we go. You once said on the podcast how you like to have your bath, mm. and you were like, oh, like, turn the light off candles, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you said to me, like, oh, how do you have your baths? Mm. And I was like, you were like, oh, you don't turn the light off. Oh my God, recently, I turned the light off in the bathroom, lit some candles, Honestly, and had a bath. I actually did have a bath bomb as well, yeah. and it was almost dark, yeah. and it just sounds so stupid and cheesy, but like... Just the water looks so nice yeah. when you're in the bath. Yeah. It was lovely. Because the, the foam like sort of twinkles off yeah. the candles. Yeah, it looked like a river or something. Yeah, and did it put you in like a more tranquil mind space? Yes. Right, that's what I'm talking about. That, why do you think I'm such a chilled out guy? Yeah. <laughs> Apart from your violent outbursts. <laughs> Apart from my smashing ginger nuts into pensioners' <laughs> faces. Um, yeah, so it's all right, mate. It's all right. Yeah. Um, you've been laying on my floor for about 20 minutes. Yeah, there's been a delay to recording this. Yeah, what do you want to tell everyone what's going on? I woke up one morning recently and my back was just gone. I don't know what's happened. I've done something in my sleep. Mm, um, maybe bad. if anyone listening has had that happen to them, you can share some tips with me. I've no idea what's happened to it. It's so weird. I've never had a problem with my back and now I've got like weird spasms in it. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I get bad backs from football. Yeah. And then uh, I'm also aching today. So Man's on What Today is very much an achy back 30-year-old special. <laughs> Are we now you making wish thirty year old? Yeah, well, I'm in mid thirties. <laughs> mid thirties, that's fine. I'm early thirties, so Alright, fine. Both in the thirties is the <laughs> fact. Um alright. Uh what you been up to? Living the dream? Um well John and I last night had a board game night with our friends. Oh yeah. And I just thought it was funny because we just both wanted to play games that no one else wanted to play. Essentially, we sabotaged board game night at the expense of everyone else's enjoyment because <laughs> we're horrible people. We're like, oh, so what games are everyone going to play? And, then and everyone ev- bought loads of board yeah, games. And everyone else was well within their rights to demand to play those board games and we just wanted to play a different game called Jackbox. It's on the PlayStation and yeah. you need your phone to play. Yeah. And we just kept going on kept about it. this game until eventually we got our own way. Yeah. Um, I didn't tell you this, but in the Uber on the way home, yeah. I turned to Rich and I said, oh, did you have a good night? And Rich just went, I'm sad that we didn't get to finish Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. It was quite boring, though. Well, yours was a lot more tame than mine. Really just went to bed going, you're a fucking ignorant cunt. And I went, sorry? <laughs> went, you and Holly just bullying everyone into playing your fucking <laughs> Jackbox games, you absolute piece of shit. And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, that was pretty bang out of order. 
Uh, fair we enough. We did play board games though. We did for a bit, but they were shit. They were so, boring. They were shit, mate. No one was laughing, and then as soon as we got the PlayStation out, we were cracking up. Yep. And it was good. I mean, the, the probably the incessant like bullying probably soured the night in a way. Yeah. But the laughs were good. Um, we should say we are like recording this episode in front of a live studio audience, which contains Rhea and Rich, yeah. who upon hearing us are whispering, so they are probably slagging us off. They're probably just sharing the. I don't know, just like the sadness, the absolute tragedy that is being in relationships with us. Two horrible, narcissistic bullies. 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 When so, we're apart, we you take the mick out of me all the time. Yeah. Like, when we're apart on issues. Yeah. But when we're together on the same issue, we just become hideous bullies. Yeah, we're like uh, WWF wrestling tag team. Yes, like for years yeah. we've been fighting each other. Exactly. And, and then, I'm like, I'll see you in the ring with this chair, I'm going to yeah. smash you up. And then you go, hang on a minute, this board game's shit, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, I think it's shit as well. And you're like, let's play this game yeah. on the PlayStation. And then we tag team. Bang. And everyone else hates us because we're the best. There you go. Cheers. Cheers to that. Right, should we find out what's coming up? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, <laughs> Coming up on this week's Man's Not What, the mystery taco, the Peter Griffin camel, and the Aussie house. Okay, Brav, you ever been to Australia? I've never been to Australia, have you? Uh, no, and I'll tell you why. I don't want to go. I know why you don't want to go. Go on. Because spiders. Because spiders. Spiders are fucking mental, mate. Uh, as discussed before, they're one of the things that I want to cancel. But in Australia, they're ten times worse. They're ten times bigger for a start. So fuck that. Uh, also, not just spiders, but everything over there can kill you. Like, everything is dangerous, deadly. Snakes. They've got crocodiles over there. Crocodile Dundee, mate. See the size of his knives? Massive. Never seen that film. You've never seen Crocodile Dundee? No. Call that a knife? This is a knife. I mean, no. doing references at me, I mean, I, I'll just, yeah. as I've said, I don't get so, it. This is the thing, right, is I pride myself on, like, funny references. But when you're around, they're point, they're completely pointless because you don't know any references. It's almost like, like you should sort of, like, diversify your comedy. No, what I should do is a podcast about old films, separate, that we don't release, so that when it comes to this, you know what they are and it sounds better. What, you're going to make a podcast just for me? Yeah, well, I'll pretend that we're recording a podcast about old films and, like, sew them in so that when I come to do this one... I'll go, oh, I don't remember that one I told you about the other day, and you'll be like, oh, that is classic. So it's a lot of effort, really. It's a lot of effort. You could just give me some films to watch. Yeah, watch Crocodile Dundee, and then we'll do this again some other time. Yeah. Right, Um, right, the reason I bring it up is because uh, this particular story is about a house in Australia that has caught the attention of the internet. Um, This particular article has had 61,000 likes and 18,000 retweets. And essentially, it's just like a posting for um, a house viewing in Australia. I can see this over John's shoulder, and I've seen this. I've actually seen this. Have you actually? Yeah, so it's like a real estate, like a right move listing kind of thing. Yeah, like house for sale. 10 Mallory Crescent. Uh, It's a five-bedroom house, two bathrooms... Three car parking spaces. I don't know why. Why would you list that? Is that important? Huh? Three car parking spaces. Yeah. Seems, seems excessive. Anyway, the reason this has gone mental is because of the pictures, which you've seen. I've so, seen them, yeah. So just to give you the overview, on here they've got like the description of the property. 
And this seems to have caught the attention of people because it basically says, the home is now in need of lots of attention. It remained in the Uren family and later by marriage to the Nightingale family until the current owners acquired the property around the 1860s. A further section on the estate was also extended to provide the butler's pantry and kitchen. Fairly normal stuff, right? Yeah. Then it says, there are 10 rooms, double cellar rooms, a chapel wrapped around by the return veranda fitted with lacework, bullestrade on three sides. Everything needs work, but what a, what a property. What incredible ground spread over two titles. Watch the cobwebs and don't wear a suit. Starting to get weird. This is the bit that's mental. Agents note, brave people only leave the kids at home or keep them supervised. Watch the steps. Have you seen the pictures of this property? I have seen them. So right. they start off pretty standard. Like the first picture is like a bird's eye view of the property. You've got like the porch. And then you've got like a quirky dining room, but again, yeah. it's fairly normal. Like nothing. It's all quite old fashioned, isn't it? Like old fashioned wallpaper, like red floral wallpaper. Garish. Who do you reckon Persian would live in, in this sort of house, mate? What, what are you envisaging? Like um, some old boy? Maybe like an old artist or something mm. like that. That's all fine. Then you get oh my god, right? John just flicked through the photos. We're gonna we're gonna send the link out obviously because we appreciate it's more difficult. It's hard on a podcast, but this is literally a photograph of a section of the room. So it's not even like a full view of what the room is, and there are four dummies, scarecrow kind of yeah, like scarecrow stand up things with really scary masks. But they're quite comical. They're almost like that um, Tim Burton film, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The masks are. They're covered in, like, sheets, but they look blood-stained. Yeah. And then there's, like, a, a model bat, or two model bats, hanging up. Which, again, why wouldn't you have that in your house? And now, then cups on strings hanging from the ceiling. Now, this is just in the middle of their slide deck of pictures of the house. The next one is the <laughs> other end of the room, which has spiders hanging from the roof, like... It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's terrifying. I mean, it looks like they've had a Halloween party and they've not tidied up afterwards. Yeah, why would you include these slides? And then the next one's just back to normal pictures. No, the next one is not back to normal pictures. The next one is very scary. The next one is a picture of a fireplace with a cabinet and there's a picture above the fireplace. There are some busts on there. And then in the corner, there's a painting of Alice Cooper wearing a straitjacket. For no reason. Why is it there? Why is it there? I mean, that is terrifying. And then back to the horrible pictures. This is another dungeon cellar. <laughs> this time, it's just like it's just not pretty normal. Then there's just a table with a black cloth and a skull on top of it, <laughs> <laughs> and then just a red chair with like a rag doll. But it's one of those ones that's got like a happy face. A really scary rag doll. And then back to the normal pictures. Absolutely fucking mental. Yeah. And it's terrifying, and it scared the hell out of me. And it got me thinking, like, <laughs> when I was younger. I used to get like... Do you remember... Right, it's another reference for you. You've seen Home Alone. You must have seen yes, it, please. Yes, of course I've seen Home Alone. Do you remember Alone. that bit when he like goes down into the um, laundry oh, room? yeah. And the furnace looks like it's talking to him. Yeah. When I watched that as an adult, I was like, that's a bit weird. And then I... But I do remember, like, when I was a kid, there were certain rooms in certain people's houses that I was a bit scared of, and I don't really know why. Mm. So I was thinking, like, do you have any of those? Like, what's the scariest place that you've ever been to? Right. This is a really traumatic story, um, but when I was 12, me, my mum, my dad and my brother went to Scarborough, Yeah. and that was the end of the traumatic story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Bant, got loads of mates from yeah, Scarborough. Yeah, so. um, No, so I went to Scarborough. There's a place in Scarborough called Terror Towers, 
I mean, that title sounds like it's going to be pretty scary. Pretty terrifying. Yeah. So Terror Towers is this, like, experience that you can go to. And on the seafront, and they've got, like, movie kind of, like, pictures, references outside. Yeah. It says on there, like, live actors come through these movie scenes in our thing. Anyway, mm. and it does say on there, like, you know, if you've got a heart condition, maybe it's not for you. So anyway, they, you know, my mum and dad check like, is it right for kids? Yeah, sure, you can go through. So basically, me and my whole family went through. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. We go through to this like hallway with a set of stairs, and it's just us there because they like move you through the rooms, and like there's obviously like lights so they can hold people back yeah. and send you through. So we get to this hallway. There's a set of stairs, and it's like an old-fashioned motel. And so we're like, what do you do? Like, there's nothing here. It's just like an old person's house kind of thing. Then an actor comes out, dressed as Norman Bates from Psycho. Ah, savage. He's got a knife. Right. And you can't get out other than get up the stairs. And so you're like, I don't know where to go. And basically, every time you step a foot towards the stairs, he moves towards you with a knife. Oh, fuck. Now I'm 12 at this point. 12? Why are you 12? I was 12 at the start of the story. I know, but at the start of the story, it was like, oh, we're just on this like holiday. Now I'm like, there's a man with a knife. Yes. Like, they didn't know that going in then, I'm assuming. They just thought, oh, this would be kind of like a ghost ride. Yeah, like a ghost ride. Like, yeah, they're live actors, but they're probably just like, <laughs> like, pat, ooh, like pat you. Yeah. And you're like, ooh. Yep, so there's this Norman Bates character. <laughs> so we're like, right, can't get upstairs. So then we try to get upstairs. He chases you with a knife. Anyway, we went through so many films. We went through um, Silence of the Lambs. Good. Where there's a really thin corridor you have to go through. And there's obviously a guy through the bars trying to get you. Because he's in like the prison cell. Yeah. There's one where you walk through a morgue. And there are bags hanging from the ceiling with bodies in them. Brilliant. And they play like rave music. And it's really loud. Right. The whole thing was really traumatic. But the most traumatic part was we get to the alien section. And we're walking through, and it, it's literally dark. It's like you're on the shuttle. And we get to, we're walking through, we're all petrified by this point. My mum, my dad, we're all scared. We get through to this bit, and then the voiceover comes on, the tannoy, and it's like uh, 30 seconds till core meltdown, which is like yeah, in the alien in the film. Love it. And so we're like, oh my god, everyone panics. My mum just loses it. She grabs my little brother, who's six, picks him up. My mum, my dad, and my brother bolt out of it. I'm just petrified, don't know what's going on. I turn around, my whole family's gone. They've run off. They've so left, I'm stuck yeah. in this pod, and it's going 30 seconds till core meltdown. And I'm like, I don't know where my family is. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. What is? I don't know how to get out of here. Anyway, I'm screaming, I'm crying. Oh, no. Eventually, a woman finds me, this 20-year-old woman... She finds this little kid just crying in the corner. Yeah. She's petrified. Yeah, of course she is. So then we're holding each other. We're essentially Sigourney Weaver and Newt Brilliant. in the next film. Good reference. We're holding each other because we're so scared. Yeah. And then she just comes up with this plan to get us out. We're there for a while. And she's like, right, we're just gonna we're just gonna storm out of here. So she picks me up, she's storming out, and then who comes out? Who's that one with the um chainsaw? Is it Jason? Uh yeah, from Friday. No. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So Jason comes out with a chainsaw. I run into a wall, which I later find out, like, my whole knee's bleeding. I come out covered in blood of this experience. Anyway, she rescues me, basically, and we storm out onto the street, and there's my mum, my dad, and my little brother all just watching because there were TV screens from the outside. So they've been watching the whole time. And my mum, my dad, and my brother are like, oh, hiya. 
And then my mum, literally, my mum and dad had to prize me off this woman. Like, this is our daughter. We'll have her back. back now. And I was just white as a sheet. And that is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Is that why it's taken you so long to turn the light off when you needed a bath? I think so. <laughs> I know that was a long story, but just to add, I then went back as an adult and I was like, I can do this. Oh, wow, well done. You You're not going to beat me. Yeah. But I almost had a panic attack. Good. And my friend had to scream at one of the live actors to leave us alone because I was so scared. I then uh, basically ejected from the experience, ended up on a rooftop. And right. the only way to get out of it was to go back through the house to oh, get out. Oh, fucking hell. That is, that is a traumatic experience. I feel like this is a bit of a counselling session, you're like telling I me. I do too. And it was that moment I realised I wanted to be a serial killer. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Um, I, mine's nowhere near as traumatic as that. Although at the time it felt like it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Basically, uh, there was a time in my life where my parents had split up and I was living with my mum, my gran and my sister. So my gran and my mum essentially like moved in together. So you got a mixture of like my mum's stuff and then my gran's like old like things that she'd had from her house. So there was this one painting. It was like this man. It was like a side profile, and he had this like weird little look. So he was like half looking at you uh, in this like portrait, and it always used to creep me out. It was at the top of the stairs. So he used to come home from school and like go up the stairs and just see it and look at it and like try not to look at it because it just freaked me out. Yeah. I was about twelve as well actually yeah. about the same time. And every day I used to come home and I used to think that he was like looking at me, you know, it's like kind of a common thing, isn't it? Like painting. The eyes like follow you. Exactly, right? So one day, I remember just thinking like that painting's like out for me, like it's going to fucking get me. So one day I come home, walk up the stairs and it's not there. The painting's just not there. And my, I, this was like when I come home, I had a key so I could just get in. So no one was in so the house. So no one was there. And the painting wasn't there. And I was like, what the fuck? So I walk upstairs, like it was like one of those ones where you go up one way and then you go back on yourself up to the next bit get there turn around the corner down the hallway and it's just propped up at the end of the hallway no. in front of like next to my door for my no. bedroom and I was fucking terrified I was screaming I ran downstairs and just locked myself in the downstairs bathroom until my mum got home uh. she goes what are you doing what are you doing and I was like climbing I was like oh, they're painting why the fuck's the painting there like it's moved the house is haunted blah 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 and she's like I knocked it over on my way to work earlier. I just like took it to prop it up and then I had to go to work. So I just left it there to put it up later. Yeah. Mental. I oh, absolutely... bless you though. Yeah, shut myself, mate. It's pretty Literally because you were on the toilet. Well, yeah. I mean, You were in the best place for it, weren't you? In a lot of ways, it's a good place to be if you need a shit. So, yeah. Mental. So, yeah. We both had a very traumatic... Traumatic experience. Like that, yeah. being 12 years old. Yeah, so now I can't go to the Tate like, or the like, National Portrait <laughs> Gallery. I just can't do it. I just lose my mind. Um, so yeah, any other good ghost stories? Is that it? No, just that. Like I, I wouldn't go back there now. Like yeah. you know, I tried to conquer my fear. I don't think I could do it again. Like I tried, I did it. I went back, I did it. I just don't think I could do it again. Yeah. Would you go in there based on what I've described? Uh, yeah. I would because I'm an adult but if I was 12 and I mean saw I someone... was an adult when I went the second time yeah but you, the first time was what made you shit yourself yeah I think I had that like connection with it yeah also um, I was chatting to um, Dubai Jim ooh friend. yeah he was very grateful for his birthday thing oh lovely um, but he was saying that basically like films or things that affect you in real life and we're talking about Jaws I'm like a little bit scared of the sea because yeah. I've watched Jaws yeah yeah so you can I think if you watch things at a certain age when your imagination's like really vivid definitely affect your life going forward yeah right shall we move on from something scary and go into something just like light and fun yeah please because right. I'm sort of scarred now yeah, reliving that scared aren't you right we'll have a quick break and then we'll get into story two amazing amazing <laughs> 
Your parents' um, parties sound wild. They were mental, mate. Absolutely giving it beans <laughs> on the scrap. That's probably why I hate board games yeah. so much, because I was just sitting there. My first spectator sport was watching people play board games. No wonder I hate them. See, we're learning a lot about each other's like yeah. psychoanalysis. This is a big therapy shit. session. Yeah, really good. Um, what are your worst sounds? My worst sounds are, you know, like when you have an alarm. Not a, Obviously, like not a lot of people have alarm clocks anymore, but like no. the alarm on your phone that wakes yeah. you up. Oh, yeah. And you get used to it, and then you associate it with like just mm. waking you from your dream or your sleep. Yeah. Um, and that's a good one, mate. That yeah, because it gets irritating, doesn't it? And also, I'm really cute with this thing, which really my other half hates, and I totally get it. I totally get it. It's just my process, which is I like to set an alarm too early. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm getting a lion. Okay. Right. So if I don't have to be up till seven, I set it for six. I wake up at six and then go. Oh, I don't want to go to work. I'm like, oh no, you don't have to go. You have got an hour for you to get up. Amazing. I have an hour's worth of lion. Yeah. But then it like goes off like at seven. And then I'll go, oh, actually, I want to snooze it now. So yeah. then it goes off every 15 minutes until like half seven. So Reed just gets so annoyed. Like, why is your alarm keep going That off? is annoying. Yeah, it's really annoying. I'm... Soz. Yeah. Um, I've got this thing now where I try and set alarms to songs that I like or like motivational songs. That's good. So at the moment it's like anything from any of the Rocky soundtracks. <laughs> that is good. Because <laughs> then I'm like, yes, I will get up and run around the living room. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Thanks very much. And then I might, you know, enter myself into the world heavyweight title. Why well, you not? never know. Um, give, give it a go. The other sound that I hate is people eating loudly. Yeah. Which you do. I am bad at that, yeah. But I've got a clicky jaw as well, which yeah. doesn't have an old football injury. It got smashed in the jaw. Ooh. And now, I don't just think it healed a bit weird. It doesn't hurt or anything, but it just, I click when I chew. Mm. I'll try and get that. So, it's not great. I mean, yours doesn't annoy me as much. It's like, more like smacking... You know, like when people proper like Chomp. smack like a cereal together yeah, in their mouth and yeah. it's like wet, it's that. Do you know what I don't know? It's going a little bit off topic, but kind of related when people get like peanuts or something and they just put it in their hand and then just like throw it into their mouth. <laughs> that is rank. Why? Why is it rank? Yeah. Because it's the chew, like they're just like. Oh, yeah. Rank. What are your favourite, worst sounds? Worst sounds are other people's fart sounds as disgusting. Okay. Which is mental because like we all fart, yeah. so it shouldn't really be mad. But like when someone else farts, like it makes me physically feel like sick. But yeah, when I do it, I'm cracking it up. I'm like, that's hilarious. Why? Why are you getting annoyed? Again, like I'm at church. Like just deal with it. Um, other sounds that I don't like. I don't like the classics like when a knife skims over your plate and it makes oh, that yeah. scratch noise. That is horrible. I really cannot stand. On the flip side of your favourite noise, I can't stand babies crying. Like, yeah. I have to just get away from that immediately. I find it makes me sad when yeah, they cry. Yeah, same. All, all I want to do is like, oh, how can I help I want to cuddle them, them and I can't because yeah. they're not mine. Yeah, I also hate, um, like, intermittent, no, actually, like, solid sound. So say, for example, if you're in bed, yeah, if the window's open, there's, like, traffic or just, like, lots of noise. Actually, although it's annoying, I can deal with that. Or I need absolute silence. But if it's just like a beep, even if it's in the distance, yes. if I can hear it, I cannot sleep. And that's just made me mad. think. I also hate ticking clocks. Mm. I can't stand them. Yeah. There yeah, there's another one I hate. So, sounds. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Do you but that hear, was a great camel. Do you want to hear that, Peter Griffin camel? One yeah, more time. let's just... It's uh, really good, isn't it? It's got to just play that. Break time. Oh, yes, it's break time. 
Have yourself a break time. Motherfucking break time, bitches. Break time. Break your face and break your time. Break time. It's break time. It's a great time with these great rhymes. And I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm saying what I'm saying. I ain't fucking around, bitch boy. I ain't playing. It's break time. Baby. Break time's over. Read any books recently, huh? Um, I'm re. Um, like, I just read books on, like, how to do things. How to do things? Just yeah, anything? Just, like, writing. Okay. So you haven't actually been, like, deep into a novel recently? No. Okay. Well, I wanted you to keep that in mind for okay. a story three. Okay. So, but now you're not reading one, then it doesn't really work, so. Oh, sure. I, I have got one that I have started and I haven't finished. Okay. I mean, it's, you'll see that it's completely irrelevant. Okay. But I probably should have, like, prepped this before I pressed, like, okay. record. Because this is not one how I planned. Okay. Um, but it's two truths, one lie. I have got one. I have got a book. Okay, fine. It's two truths, one lie time. Two truths, one, one lie. lie. John Bass, this week, two truths, one lie is all about board games. Oh, yes. So here are your statements. Do it. Cluedo was banned for two years in Idaho Correctional Center in 1951. Okay. The longest Monopoly game ever went on for 70 days straight. Okay. Cranium was the first non-coffee product to be sold at Starbucks in the late 1990s. Now, what I would say, Hal, is these are really good questions. I like good statements. I like them. There are a lot more... There's layers to this shit. Like, I, rather than going, which one was made in the 1990s? You like, have said before more... that my topics, when I'm hungover are weird yeah and I do agree so when I'm not I'll come up with something that actually makes yeah. sense of the topics that we've been talking about I mean I like the mix because I like it's like sometimes it's like right um, like this week it's board games which makes sense because the night before we made board games but then I also like it when it's like this week's topic foot yeah that frogs yeah like great earwigs just like random stuff like that yeah so that's good um, right okay so the first one, it was banned in a prison, basically. Second one was... Oh, that one? Monopoly, 70 After 70 days, days. Straight. And the last one was... Cranium, sold in a cafe. Ah, right. Let's, let's work through this. The one in prison, like, maybe it was banned because prisoners had a game and it went fucking mental. Like, they're arguing over it. And the irony is that it's like a game about who commits a crime. So that sounds like it could be true because it's just kind of a funny story that would get published in places. So I think that one might be true. Um, Monopoly game for 70 days seems like that's really long time to play Monopoly. In my understanding is it can be really long, but 70 days seems excessive. How many hours were they playing it? Like, continuously for 70 hours? I didn't look into that. Right, okay. Seems like that's probably made up then. And the last one was... Um, Cranium in Starbucks. It was the first non-coffee product to be sold, sold in Starbucks. Well, surely they would have sold like a croissant or like some sort of food first, which also makes that seem like, well, that's mental, so therefore it's probably true. I'm going to go for the 70 days monopoly is the lie. I can tell you, John, that that was true. The lie mm. was that Cluedo was banned. I completely made that up. Good one. Well done, mate. It's good. Yeah. Because even when I win, John's still impressed. Yeah, that I've was good. come up with a good set of statements. Yeah, that was good. I like that. I yeah. like anything that's got a bit of like banter about it. Have you got any other like, facts and stats about um, these things? Well, the Monopoly, the longest game ever, there are a lot of people like, arguing online, like, 
I think that is the official like um, amount of time, seventy right. days. But there are older articles online that say fifty-four days, right. and it's got these a picture of the blokes like from the seventies when they oh, did it. Brilliant. But then on those forums, people have commented saying, "No, the longest was seventy days." Like the, these two battles between fifty-four days, seventy days. Right. Um, and then yeah, the cranium thing. Like I don't think that they meant like croissants and stuff I think they just meant like non-consumable like like food or drink yeah but they just said non-coffee product there we go but apparently that's how Cranium started in Starbucks and they like earned loads of money from it from the sales in the shop and then went on to it was like a viable product there we go yeah there you go so you're learning stuff all the time you're learning that me and Holly are scared of things from our childhood and that Cranium started in Starbucks there you go there you go so don't say it's not just about lols because we've got knowledge there as well. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, right, do you remember that bit before when I was like asking you about books? Oh, yeah. And it went really well. Yeah. Because um, I should have prepped you and I didn't. Um, the reason I'm asking you about that is because we're talking about books and specifically bookmarks. Okay. Um, so basically, I was looking for stories this week and this one was one of the top trends this week. And essentially, uh, someone has left... <laughs> A taco oh. inside a book at a library. That's disgusting. Um, so the article basically says, uh, this unusual bookmark has intrigued many people but left book lovers and taco enthusiasts shaking their heads. <laughs> Librarian at Miss underscore Amanda May says the book was found at an Indiana library um, book drop a few years ago. And so oh, this it's w- so gross. This tweet has obviously like, caused loads of people to respond to it. So her original tweet had 29,000 <laughs> likes, 6.5k uh, retweets. And there's like comments like, the disrespect. Sometimes <laughs> I despair for humanity. What maniac leaves a taco uneaten? <laughs> That's my favourite one. Yeah, because you've got the book lovers who are like, because yeah. literally this photo is of a squashed taco in the book, open book, yeah. just sores everywhere. It's obviously mouldy because it's old. So like you've got book lovers who are like, how dare you disrespect our books? And then you've got taco lovers like, why didn't you eat it? <laughs> and like... What do you reckon was the reason that... Do you reckon someone was reading a book, they had the taco, and then something happened, they're like, well, I can't finish my book, and I can't finish this taco, just put them together, and went, I'll come back to that. Yeah, I think <laughs> something must have happened, and they like, yeah. like they had to respond to something immediately, sort of drop the taco, and then went and did the thing, and maybe it was stressful, so yeah. then they, they forgot, forgot about it, it, and then just returned the book, because it was late. Yeah. Weird though, isn't it? It's really like... Or someone just thought it'd be really... Oh, it'd be so funny if we just put a taco in a book. <laughs> is that really funny? Well, I mean, it is now, literally. I don't know. Like Some people like doing gross things, don't they? Well, that's true. And it got me thinking, Like, what is the weirdest thing that you could use as a bookmark? And so what I was going to say is, had you been reading a book? It's like, right, imagine you're reading whatever book it is that you're reading. What is yeah, it? it. Right, you're reading it. Stephen King's it. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, I'm getting a bit tired here. I need to put something in here because I'm going to lose my place. Can't fold it because it's like a library book, so I can't fold the pages. What What's the weirdest thing that you could think you could use as a bookmark? Um, well, I wear a retainer on my teeth at night, so maybe I could Ooh. put that in there. That's gross, isn't it? Like, just take it out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty Because if grim. you opened a book at a library and it had someone's retainer in it, that is <laughs> That's worse than a taco. Yeah, yeah that, that is worse. Yeah. I think the weirdest thing I've ever used is another book. I mean, oh, like that's thin, not even weird. A thin book. Yeah. I was going to say that as a joke. Oh, probably another book. Yeah. But if people are doing it, it's not really that weird, is it? Yeah. 
Um, a knife, that'd be pretty disconcerting. That would be scary. Especially if you were reading like a horror, yeah. like a slasher horror, like about like someone getting like chased by a man with a oh. knife, and then you open it up and it's like a thin blade in there, and you're like, oh, oh my no. god, I'm actually going to get murdered there. What about a painting of a man with eyes that sort of look <laughs> at you from the side? That's true. What about if it was just the script of dialogue from the 30 Seconds to Meltdown oh, from god. Aliens? That'd be pretty terrible. That would be scary. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Um... And so that got me thinking as well, because I was like, right, so picture the scene, you hire this book from the library, Yeah. you're at home, you're sitting down, you open it, and then you've got a taco in a book, and you're like, what the fuck? And I was thinking, like, have you actually ever found something somewhere, and you just look like, why is this here? A little bit like that painting, like, why was it just rested up against my door? Like, why is it there? Um, yes. Anything that's ever happened to you like that? 100% yes. Oh, shit, go on So, then. after university, I moved home for a little bit, so mm. I lived with my parents, and my now husband then boyfriend Rich came to visit and you know how like if you have like your partner to visit when you like with your family yeah I don't know this probably happens quite a lot but if they're staying for a few days maybe your parents would do a bit of washing yeah like they do your washing or you do your own washing it would all sort of like be in like a family pile kind of thing yeah so anyway Richard stayed and a few days after he'd left my mum said oh um I've done a bit of washing it's uh, in a pile on the stairs, so just go through it and find like your things and put them yeah. away. So I was like, okay, yeah, great. So I go through it, I take what's mine and what's Rich's, and then my mum says, oh no, there's a pair of boxes there that are Richard's, um, so like keep them for him. And I said, I don't think they are his, but okay, I'll um, I'll hang on to them and I'll, I'll ask him. Anyway, next time Rich comes to stay. I'm like, oh, by the way, mum's washed like a couple of t-shirts and your boxes are over there. So Rich goes to look at the boxes oh, and he's no. like, they're not my boxes. Oh. So at this point, I was still like thinking nothing's up. Yeah. Anyway, so I went back to my mum and I was like, oh, mum, they're not Richard's. Maybe they're like my brother's or my dad's. And mum, like mum knows, like she knows down to the last sock what belongs yeah. to who. Yeah. And mum was like, they're not dad's or Oliver's. Oh. And I was like, they're not Richard's. Mum was like, they are. Anyway, mum ends up having a chat with Rich. Like, they're your pants. And Richard was like, they're They're not not. my pants. So to this day, no one knows whose pants they were. Oh, that's disconcerting. Where did they come from? Whose are they? Yeah. And why are they the same size as Rich? I'm assuming they I don't even know if they were. That is... Where the hell did these pair of pants come from? It's still... It's a mystery. to this day. My mum will still bring it up from time to time. Who's, which man owned those pants? See, what I like, Holly, about this story, read, <laughs> reading between the lines here, because you know, you know how much I like to detect lies, right? What I like is that you've kept this story going for so many years. It's a very simple solution here. <laughs> what, what happened is... Be careful, because my mum listens to this podcast. Yes, yeah, I mean, these are just theories. These are just theories. <laughs> What's happened here is, Holly's had sex with someone else, the pants were left in the house. Right, won't be recommending she, this pod to mum. <laughs> she's, she's kept it quiet, thinking I'll be fine because they'll get washed. She's forgotten that the other pants are there. They've got washed. She's tried to pie off and go, oh, well, here you go, Rich, here's your pants. And he's gone, well, they're not mine. And she's gone, mum, you bloody lunatic. Why are you putting, like, dad's pants in this? She's got, they're not dad's pants. And Holly's thinking, just why do you have to know everyone's pants? Just keep it quiet. And I've got away with the perfect crime. And now, because she's not backed you up, you've had to sell this lie for 10 years or however long it's been. Genuinely. For your dirty crimes. I mean, 
if only that were true, that would, I mean, that would solve the mystery. Yeah. But there we go. sadly, John, that is not the truth of the story. Another case solved by Detective John Hubbard. It's still very much an unsolved case. Very much solved. No one knows, like, honestly, true. I'm still disturbed by these pants. They're probably still in my parents' home. On a serious note, that is really weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Where, like... Could it have been... Did you have any, like, builders in? Maybe they went for, like, a shit. <laughs> took their pants off. Took their pants off, forgot to put them back on. No. What about uh, washing lines, like, outside? Is there a chance someone had their stuff on the washing line, like, pinged off and, like, went into your garden? Your mum's like, maybe it's on the floor, picked it up. Maybe. I mean... It's so weird. It is a mystery for the ages. Yeah. I had a, a, a similar underwear mystery happen to me. I mean, it's not really a mystery. <laughs> I've worked out exactly what had happened. Oh, okay. But essentially, I... And it was really embarrassing. I went to... This was also at school. And I lived in a house, as I explained, with my sister, my mum, and my gran. So I lived in a house with three women, essentially, right? And we were all putting our washing into the same places. And then usually, at that time... And my gran would do the washing. She'd put all my clothes on like a little pile and stuff like that. And so I get my pile of clothes and it's like like Sunday night. So I'm like getting ready for Monday. I've got a school after, uh, a game after school on a Monday. So I'm like pick up some shorts, pick up a spare pair of pants, um, socks, like all my kit, like pack it, ready to go. The whole day at school, gets to the game and I'm like play a, like a game of football. And I was like literally the most muddiest, wettest game of all time. Like I'm literally caked in it. So I'm like... Having a shower, and when you're at school, no one really likes to have a shower, but they always no. like get changed, and no one really like, especially because it was soaking wet. People like used to get changed into like. Did anyone use the school showers? Hardly ever. No one at mine did. Hardly ever. Not in my school. You usually rinse your legs because they had like the mud on from football. Anyway, I go into my bag to to get changed. So I've got like tracksuit bottoms and all that. The first thing I pull out is a pair of black frilly, quite clearly. <laughs> And I've like pulled them out and like I'm looking through my bag and I haven't realised that I've pulled them out. But I'm just holding them and obviously someone's clocked them. Oh no. I'm going, what are you doing? What are you doing, Bass, with them? And I'm like, ah. Oh no. <laughs> and I got absolutely ripped and I was just like, I don't know why these are in it. And like everyone's like, oh, why has he got, why has he got knickers? Why has he got knickers? Oh all? no. Yeah, got The main up. question is, yeah. who was the lucky lady? Um, probably my grand's, I think, we worked wow. on. So my grand's pants... Um, but that was bit, probably the best option out yeah. of the three. But actually, they were pretty comfy. So you actually no, wore. Of course, I didn't, Holly. Come on, come on. That was the punchline to my story. Yeah. Okay. Not always. I believed you. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, Holly. Okay. This is what I'm. Um, yeah. That, so, that yeah. is traumatic. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I didn't get that much stick for it though. It lasted like that day, and then I was like, I "Don't know why these are in here." That's just so annoying. <laughs> and then yeah, I got banded up, and that was it. So I hear you your frilly knickers story, and I'd yeah. like to raise you another pants story. Here we go. I probably shouldn't say this; it's really embarrassing. Are you finally going to admit Not that those me. pants were? No, no. <laughs> so my family have got so many pants stories. Right. So picture the scene. It's a winter morning. Yeah, lovely. Early noughties. Okay. My brother is four. Okay. He's just started school or five. My mum still gets him changed. She's really little. Yeah. So my mum's in his bedroom getting him changed. And you know, like when I mean, I'm not a parent, but I can kind of understand from yeah. what I've heard. Like, you know, you're a parent. You get up in the morning. You're tired. You've got lots of things to do. You've got kids to get ready. Get their breakfast. Get yourself ready. So there's my mum. Come on, get ready. Like getting a bit frustrated yeah, you know she just yeah she just just like come on just get yeah. yourself ready so anyway, she's putting his 
clothes on, putting his new vest on, getting him changed. And then mum was like probably half asleep. And then she just heard my brother go, Mummy, I'm not wearing these. And my mum had put on my little brother because I was uh, a young woman at the time yeah. experimenting with pants. Uh, she put on my little brother my g-string ah. <laughs> and Amazing. he was like mummy I'm not wearing these oh. <laughs> and my mum oh, was like what geez. what's wrong he was like these pants <laughs> and then I realised she put on him oh that is amazing it's so good fuck <laughs> I've just got this image of him like standing there just like so confused like why is it on my arse like what the fuck my other pants are really comfortable the trauma (laughs) of your parent doing that you're like I don't want to wear them why are you putting these on where's the back bit oh bless him yeah that is tragic it's so funny and tragic yeah that's probably why he started singing songs about pickled onions he's just gone (laughs) mad he's just gone mad I feel sorry for my brother because I just use him for a lot of material on this podcast funny isn't it that's what younger siblings are for in a lot of ways yeah it's good good luck privilege of being the oldest child absolutely mate absolutely alright very quickly we haven't got any listener questions we might do what's that all about fucking next time don't mug us off but someone left us an out of context review they did so the reviewer is called Tottenham Boy Oh, do you reckon he sports Spurs? I don't know, maybe. The title is Nice Podcast. Oh, cheers. And the review is Roses are red, violets are blue, I have short term memory lost, cheese on toast. It's <laughs> good. That really is a, good. That is perfect. And if this is your first time listening to Men's Not What, um, that may sound like the ramblings of a madman, but that's exactly what we needed. Um, we like an out of context review. Uh, so go on to iTunes where you normally leave us a review leave us five stars if you like that'd be nice wouldn't it and then leave us the most out of context random thing you can think of and we'll read them out because we, we will we'll give you a shout out and also this sounds like a bit of a cheesy cliche but if you do like the podcast just let your friends know yeah just say I've just got this really funny podcast where they talk about pants yeah Kids, no, no. kids wearing G-strings, always funny, isn't it's it? It's always funny. It is always funny. And then we'll get more love from that, basically. Yeah, more people will listen. And then you can go, oh, guys, do you remember when I told you about Man's Not What? The best podcast the world's ever heard. You oh, could be that yeah. trendsetter. Yeah, early adopter. That's yeah. what the cool kids call it, isn't it? And then you can be that person years and years to come, like, oh, yeah, I listened to them before they got huge. Yeah, before they got big shit now. Yeah, shit. it's really bad. They sold out. Yeah, they sold out. They've got ads and stuff. It's just all ads. Yeah. It's like ten minutes of ads. Yeah, like halfway through. It's like they got rid of doing all the funny songs. Just ads. Yeah, more ads. Polly knows everything now. She's re- yeah, she knows all the references. In fact, she's teaching John things. Yeah, and she's just telling him stuff, and it's like shit. Absolutely, really shit. boring. Um, all right, that was fun, wasn't it? That was really good. I've learned a lot what, about your, your favorite, traumatic childhood. What's your favorite bit? Mine's still the Peter Griffin camel. Um, you on the toilet crying. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was a great moment, but it was funny. So there is that. Shall we um, find out what I've learned? Um, well, before we do that, yeah. Um, tell people about your sketches, mate. Ah, oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. Um, so I've been making little comedy sketches and putting them out on my Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just silly little sketches. Um, I made one about MTV Cribs. Yeah, that was a good one. But it was just my shed. Yeah. So it's like, if MTV Cribs came to me... What would you actually do? I'd be living in the shed, because yeah. I live in London, yeah, so... exactly. 
So yeah, if you want to check that out and give me some likes, that would be very nice. Yeah, share it around. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to this, you probably find Holly somewhat amusing. Yeah. So it's like, why not just watch more Holly content? Yeah. Makes sense, doesn't it? It does make sense. Yeah. If you like listen to my like stupid musings, then you can listen to my other podcasts. Um, Notorious POD, it's a hip hop podcast. Uh, we've got guests come on talk about their favourite hip hop albums. Yeah. We chat about it. It's quite fun. We've got some new episodes coming up soon. Uh, and then if you like Spurs then listen to The Fighting Cock oh yeah I'm on there be on there this week so, do good. they call you Big John Bass Big John Bass yeah did that start because of The Fighting Cock I think so I think basically the first time I met Flav who's um, the sort of host and founder of The Fighting Cock he just started referring to me as Big John Bass and that was it so it just stuck really BJB I mean it makes sense BJB it makes sense because I am big and my name's John Bass it's very simple logic there. Mm. So in a lot of ways, yeah, it does make sense. What would they call me on the fighting cock? L- little Holly Hall. Just to keep it simple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what else? What do you think? Well, I don't know anything about football. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't be on that podcast. Clu- is that, well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Clueless Holly? Yeah. Dumb Dumb Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Moron Holly. What about Dum 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 Dum? Dum 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 dum. It's pretty good. <laughs> dum 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 dum. Holly Hall. This is just getting mean now. Yeah, meme. Make a meme out of it. That's what was right. Should we find out what you've learned? Yeah. And we'll see you beautiful people next week. Um, peace and love, homies. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. This week on Man's Not What. I've learnt that John spent his entire childhood crying on the toilet. To never share a bed with John and his annoying morning habits. And that even John Hobnob can't solve the case of the mystery pants. <laughs>